Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Download the podcast. Listen to us on your smart speakers. Presented by Progressive Insurance, all phone guests join via the Goodyear hotline. You can tweet us on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, at KeyJ and Max. Call us at 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. I should have so, been a musician. Why? I just should have been a musician. Because you have the look or you have the voice? I'm confused now. No, I can fake the voice. How do you fake a voice? Ask Millie Vanilli. They faked it for a long time, right? Now, why would you want to be a musician? I don't I just, when I hear tunes, I'm just like, man, I want to fuck it up. Yeah. Auto tones, right? That too. Just yeah. whatever they do. You don't do. have to be able to sing anymore. No. I'm an old man. Listen to me. You don't even have to but sing I probably anymore. Wouldn't, but I probably wouldn't <laughs> look right because I'm big. So I wouldn't look right. Yeah, who are the biggest musicians? Who no, are the I, I don't know, but they all little dudes like you and Jay. Well, Jay, I'm Jay, a regular Jay size dude. Yeah, yeah. Jay too big. Yes. Jay, uh, Jay would be too big. Yes. Yeah, by the way, Jay has this complex because you played in the NBA, but you realize you're tall. You're genuinely tall for a normal but person. But that's not my life. See, my life is with Key every day, and oh. Key is and, normal. And Key's you, normal in my world. That's 6'4 that's, that's plus. See, yes. you, got a, like a, you would have like a Jodeci type frame because you, you work yeah, out. See? So you work out and you play sports, so your muscles actually develop. Like them dudes ain't all they did was sing. That's why they little scrunny little. That's why they're low. <laughs> yeah, little if scrunny you think cats. You're now. <laughs> little scrunny cats though. That's how they look. No, see, Ty Dolla. But they look really big on stage. The camera like angle. Buster Rhymes like six five. Yeah, yeah but, Buster but you're Rhymes, talking about anomalies, man. Yeah, and I Come ain't on, talking Yates. about Buster B- rapper. I'm B- talking about Buster like very one. underrated, by the way, Yates. You know that he doesn't get uh, uh, consideration as goat solo performer enough. You know, old yeah. dude, old he dude, tall too. Though I ran in him in the city at, at I'm not in the city at the crib in Neiman Marcus. The tall uh, KRS One. No yeah. man, the rapper dude. Gosh, right. I can't even think his name. <laughs> two chains. The rapper dude. Not two, two chains. Two chains. No, six eight. The one that the yeah, one six, that uh, used to date the the uh, uh, Amber oh. Rose. What's his name? Huh? The one that used to date Amber Rose. Uh, mm. Yates. Wiz. 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 Oh, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he yeah. tall. Yeah, Wiz tall. Man, super tall. I yeah, was he like, tall, yeah. Wiz tall. Yeah, he was tall. He was about, I'm 6'4". He by had the way, to be 6'6". By, by the way, Yates, you heard that, right? He's like, yeah, he said they Amber. I was like, mm, that was, hmm. <laughs> Stop, right. man. What? No. I didn't know which one they were. No, I'm Sorry. talking about the tall anyway. dude. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, I should have been a musician. What? So. <laughs> I'd have been performing at out in Palm Springs at Coachella. Because you, you got, you know what? You you had the hands. Like, you you on stage with the hands, the pointing. Hey, you. Come up here with the so silly. I'm telling you, silly. That's why I know you'd be good at it. It's performance I'd have had art. tats all up my neck, all over my body. Oh, yeah. man. You, you want that? Like you missed Travis out on Barker. that? You're more like, no, you're like still, the drummer. I'm still get all I that. I think being an athlete at the highest level is better because with anything else, like you're you an actor, a musician. Yeah, you're playing right Sade. Ordinary love. What is that? He would be an R&B guy. Yeah, yeah but, for sure. But the point is, the point is like, it's hard. All you got to do is convince people that you're good. There's no real objective measurement. But in sports, you objectively have to be among the very best in the world at what you do. 
it's a different kind of ego gratification, I think, than anything else. Man, you know what type of Grammys out of one? Come on, man. Well, oh, well, you're automatically making yourself a great musician. Yes, you just said right. musician before. Max, has anybody ever told you a little bit like Scott Disick? Man, move on, man. What, Let's what? get back to the game. Right, look, Why? it's just random. It's just a, it looks like it's a little bit. Look, of... I happen to be a very handsome man. That's neither here nor there. Uh, guys, speaking of performers, Kansas City, you know, wins, as Key said earlier in the show. If that were another team that beat the Broncos, and, and, and by the way, the Broncos, the Broncos are always a solid win. Like year in and year out, whether they're really good or not so good if you go to if well they came to Kansas City but if you beat the Broncos that's usually a pretty good NFL win they're not you like you know they don't have a great a good, record a, a lot good, but they're not like a winless type team they're better now than they were as a team and and as you said earlier key if you saw 22 to 9 over the Broncos if it was the Cowboys another team you'd be like oh that's a good win but the Chiefs even though the defense played well and they scored 22 points the Chiefs still their offense is that's not clicking that's cuz you're spoiled well, okay, that's it, true, it, it, but there's a reason for but, that. But, but see, if the Chiefs was averaging 26, 27 points a game in the past when they were lighting the scoreboard up yeah. and they were winning games and going to the Super Bowl, you wouldn't, have a, you wouldn't say anything. No, that's right. But because you saw something different, and now you see something a little bit different, you question everything that they do offensively. Oh, no, what I'm saying is it's scary because I've seen what they can do on offense, and if that ever – so here's the a question. A shot here, a shot there is all that's going to change. Yeah, right, and it'll be 30-something to nine. So here, here's the difference, though, Key, or here's the question. We have the Chiefs. Let's put them over there for a second. Yeah, they're over there. Tonight is Patriots-Bills, mm-hmm. and people are framing this as an AFC East matchup, but the winner of this game is going to be – is that the best team in the AFC? Is the Chiefs still? I still believe in my heart of hearts that the Chiefs might be the best team in the AFC, even no matter what happens tonight. I think I'm with you. Yeah, I just I feel that way. I feel that I feel New England. I understand what they're doing and how they're winning, and I get all that, but I just think that Kansas City's a better football team. Can't run the football. Not good at all running the ball. But I just think that they're a better team. And I think that they've settled in on who they are this year. This year, who they are. I, one, one of the fascinating things in, in, in watching a player of his caliber go through this is, you know, I, one of the things that made Patrick Mahomes so special was that Houdini aspect where he was willing to take risk, mm-hmm. right? Risk averse, like he had a high risk threshold. And now seeing him kind of settle back into being more disciplined, check downs, taking what the offense, the defense has given him, I just wonder. Will he be able to get that back? Like, I don't think you lo- – I think that's in his nature. You think he he's been lo- denatured? He anything. I didn't say he's, he's lost it, but it, it seems like there's this internal fight whether he can trust it or not. No. And I feel like that gives him another level. Let me, let me, so, let me, like, I, I feel like there's a ceiling that I always wonder, like, all right, let this team hit that ceiling again. But I think that's a big thing that he went through this year. Let- we talked about this, guys, before, just him reading defenses – like, when you get into your own mind, that's just not easy to break through. Let me tell you this, though, Jay, as I just said to Max a minute ago. One or two chunk plays, that's all it's been. I understand. 
His, he's doing the same thing he's always done. Tyreek Hill hold on to the ball. He tells on the ball, turns the corner, yards. and then he'll be like, woo! Yeah. And then all, all of a sudden, 240 something That's yards, is. 300 yards, one touchdowns, two touchdowns. It, because the, he didn't deflect it into the defender's hands, it's oh. not an interception and our perception. One or two I, chunk plays here, changes I'm not, everything. I'm not, I'm not saying that he, he can't get back to a Super Bowl or can't win it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just wondering, considering at the rate he's been able to do it, like well, that, he's, I think that's that, a good those point. are expectations for him. I think right? it's, I think it's a valid point because I, I take Brett Favre. He's drawing up plays in the dirt, and he's out there in the schoolyard with an electric arm, right? All right, and John and, and and then Rodgers came along, and then Mahomes is like, and especially Mahomes is like, I'm doing the Brett Favre now. Take away the turnovers. That's why you're like, well, that's the best thing I've ever seen. It's like the excitement of Favre and the electric arm, but no turnovers? Oh, man. Now come the turnovers. So, to me, it's just like a little course correction. Like, all right, let me, let me be secure with the ball first. Then once we get that down, now we'll start, now we'll start throwing it down the field again. That's what I but think. Still, okay. But, see, I want you all to really understand. He's still doing the same thing, except the chunk plays aren't there. If I add, if I drop him a couple chunks in there, the Tyreek Hill on a deep cross and throw back across, he catches it, he runs 60. Who gets the credit? The quarterback. He's not, they're not designing those right now. Why? Just because they haven't had the luck with them because everybody was playing them in zone and dropping defenders off too deep because they were not allowing them to yeah, get that's, deep. That's right. Deep like, deep what's going to happen, Jay, inevitably, is if they give them everything underneath and, and they start taking it, yeah. inevitably it's going to loosen up down yeah, the field. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said to you, if you drop a couple chunk plays in there, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. By the way, I what? was I was off by a week or two. I said they're going to win like eight in a row. They haven't lost in a long I, I time. I hear what you guys saying. I'm just saying, you know, with the exception of the game against the Raiders, like even we came off that weekend, Max, we were a conversation. We were like, man, he threw for 400-plus yards, but yeah, it still, still didn't, didn't look feel right. like he yeah. broke out. That's just the one I'm curious for. I'm not saying you can't win with that style, but winning in the fashion that we've known Patrick Mahomes to be. Okay, question. I, I, I'm Jay, wondering when that will happen. You have a team that's playing the Chiefs, and everything you're saying is true. If I'm that coach, I'm scared because I'm like, the well, defense first, I'm is not playing. scared of anybody. Okay, but you know what I mean. The defense is playing like that, and I agree with you. Like, And they still haven't put what, – what happens when they do put it all together? But that's what it also, as a, as a coach or as a competing player, I'm like, maybe they won't put it all together. Maybe this is a year they don't put it all together. No, nah, like, they'll be fine. Four. Okay. They're fine. Okay. They're fine. Okay. They, but by the way, they're what fine. What does fine mean? It means. Like when, I hear, when I hear fine and I hear Patrick Mahomes, those two things don't go together. Like for me, you know like what I, fine hear, means to me? I, I hear exceptional on Patrick Mahomes. You know what fine means to me? Last year in the Super Bowl, that man was running for his life because his offensive line was gone. They rebuilt the whole thing in one offseason. Yeah, it took them about seven, six, seven, eight games for the line to start playing better. I think they're, they're going to be fine. You know what fine is? I'm eight and four. I'll probably lose one more game this year. I'm going to probably have the first round bye in AFC East. I mean, AFC Conference. I'm going to have a home playoff game in two games to get to the Super Bowl. That's fine. Okay. And win, it, win a home <laughs> playoff game, be in the AFC Championship, championship game. game. Huh? Win a home playoff yeah. game. Yeah. You're in the AFC yeah, so Championship game. I got game. two games to go to the Super Bowl. I'm fine. But even if they only got to the AFC Championship game, that's a pretty good season. Like, that, that means that every year of his career, he's been to the AFC Championship game at least. Every year of okay. his career. He showed you too much too early, so yeah, you're spoiled. I am. I am a spoiled Patrick Mahomes fan, 1,000%. Like, the Bills were built to stop them in the offseason, and early on that, that win against the, the, the Chiefs looked so good. Oh, my God, here come the Bills. 
I, I, I like the, the Chiefs over the Bills if they meet again. But it's like saying when Michael Jordan averages 25, you're like, man, I'm so used to Michael. Yeah, you're right. 34, 35. <laughs> the Monday night football preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Jordan never averaged 25, by the way, not in his prime. It was always <laughs> yeah. over 30. I'll go look it up. Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL Monday night football analyst, joins us via the Goodyear hotline. Good morning, Lou. Future general manager What's of... Up? New York Giants. New York, yes, please. <laughs> hey, Lou, what's going on? Lou, we'll put you in that position already. Uh, yeah, you know what? I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all giving me jobs I don't even have. I like it, though. <laughs> By the way, once you start doing Monday Night Football, you got to ask yourself, am I sure I want to go back to that's, that? That's one, that's one of the things. No one of my, that's one of the things one of my coaches always said to me, Lou. He watches, you know, watches me on t- He says, man, you had to be a damn fool to want to even think about going back to play football. And these coaches that go back, after they retire and they're doing TV and they go back to coach. Oh, it's hard work. They're like, what are you doing? It makes zero sense. <laughs> so wh- which team needs this game more, uh, Lou? The Bills or the Pats tonight? Mm. You know, well, I think they both do simply because of what happens to the team that, you know, who loses this game as far as the playoff seating at the, at the current time. In particular, Buffalo. Look, I, I think I think Buffalo probably does simply because of how inconsistent their get, their season has been since they beat Kansas City. It's been alternating wins and losses every subsequent week since that game, and you don't know what their identity really is right now. You just don't against the teams that are a little bit undermanned. They blow them out of the stadium, you know, like they did against. New Orleans, like they, who else did they, I'm trying to say, I'm like even drawing a blank. Well, I mean, they, what, New Orleans is the game that comes to mind most recently because of how they played them on Thanksgiving and how they just kind of ran them out of, out of the Mercedes-Benz dump. But then when they go against teams that are going to be very similar to what they're going to face tonight, they haven't been able to withstand the body blows that those teams threw at them. And that being Indianapolis, when we were in Tennessee for a Monday night football game, those teams that play the physical game, that really do say, look, for as much as we like to throw the ball around, as much as this game has become lateral and horizontal, I mean, lateral and vertical as far as deep down the field shots, we're going to just condense this thing down from tackle to tackle, and we're just going to see if you can stand up to these haymakers we're going to throw at you with our running game. That's what Tennessee did. That's what Jonathan uh, – that's what happened with Jonathan Taylor when they played Indianapolis, and that's what New England's going to do tonight. Because it's going to, one, the weather's not going to be very good. I'm looking out my window. I can see it deteriorating as we speak. <laughs> and it's going to be one of those games where they're going to run Damian Harris at them. They're going to run Ramondre Stevenson at them. They're going to run Brandon Bolden at them. And they're going to use that big 260-pound fullback, Jakob Johnson. They're just going to smash it and smash it. And then, you know, Mac may get one over the top and try and throw a play-action pass. But then they're just going to run it and run it and run it some more. And can Buffalo withstand that? If they can then you will say, okay, they're made for December and January football when teams start doing those kinds of things. When it's like, I can't throw the ball 50 times. I have to rely on the physical aspect of the game. That's going to be, that will determine this game. Will they be able to withstand that kind of intensity? New England's made for that. I don't know if Buffalo is. We're going to find out. Is, is Lewis, is Buffalo's defense for real? I think I know New England's is for real. Ben, don't break. You know, that, that style. Uh-huh. 20, 25 mm-hmm. to the 25, and this is what we're going to give you. But what about Buffalo? Is it is their defense – What what is it? 
Yeah, see, that's what that's one of the things that that I mean. Um, they have more size inside now with a guy like Starla Tulele, who is coming back off of COVID, going to play in the game. You don't know what his conditioning is going to be, but he gives them more beef inside to be able to handle the varying different types of offenses that you see, especially late in the year when you see a lot of run-heavy offenses that really do play the physical game. I think that's the question, Key, that they have to answer. Mm-hmm. is when teams decide to do that, do they have an answer for that? Because a year ago, they didn't. They didn't have a whole lot of size on the inside. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds is huge as a linebacker. He's 6'5", 240, and looks like a defensive end. But Ed Oliver is 6'1", 287, 286, pass rushing three technique type that when big offensive guards and centers get on him, if he can't win quick, I mean, there's all kinds of gaps from guard to guard. There's all kinds of areas to run between the tackles. If they can answer that, yeah, they've got fast linebackers. They've got really good safeties in Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. They are a little suspect at corner right now because Tredavious White is done for the year with a torn ACL, and we know he's an all-pro. But really, it's right down the middle of their team. It's right down the middle that they need to answer. I mean, just watch the game tonight. That's where New England's going to come over and over and over again, from guard to guard. Is Star going to be able to play a significant number of snaps? Is Ed Oliver going to be able to hang in there and withstand that pounding? Is Tremaine Edmonds going to come downhill and take on this fullback and get these big backs on the ground? If they can answer that, then, yeah, I think they have what it takes to go ahead and compete at the very highest level like they did last year and maybe get to the Super Bowl. If they can't, New England, I mean, look, this is exactly how Bill wanted it to play out. And right now they're right back in it, man. I mean, they're right back in it. They are. They have to be considered one of the favorites in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl. They have to be, especially if they win tonight. There's no question. That's exactly what. That's not. That's not. That's exactly what people didn't want to see. To see this team hitting its stride right now. Lou, I wanted to ask you: in the last four games, Josh Allen has eight turnovers. So. How much pressure do you think will be on him tonight to obviously carry this team, considering their lack of running game, to a different level? Great question. I think it's almost got to be a little bit of the – you know, he has to carry – let me put it this way, Jay. He needs to carry the team maybe in a different way than what you're thinking. Hmm. Okay? If it's 35, 40-mile-an-hour winds out here tonight, he can't carry the team by them going going empty, going four wides, going 11 personnel – mostly in the back out of the backfield and just sitting in the gun and trying to throw it. He may have to be a primary ball carrier in a game like this. A lot of quarterback power, quarterback sweep, quarterback draw. He's done it before he did it in college. He's done it in games this year. He may also have to be a guy who doesn't take the chances and say, look, I can beat Mother Nature because I've got this howitzer on my right arm of a right arm that I can just fit this ball in and I can cut this ball through the wind regardless. Because you know how the ball will then sail. It'll carry, especially, you know, if you're throwing it in the middle of the field. The next thing you know, the ball's high. It's going off the tops of wide receivers' hands. Safeties are sitting back there just getting tips and overthrows. And you give, you give up, I mean, you give New England too many chances in a game like this, especially with good field position, that's a recipe for disaster and losing the game. So he almost has to dial it back and use that 6'5", 240-pound pound frame to almost be another running back for them. I think that's how his role may morph tonight. Not so much throwing it, not so much Stephon Diggs ripping them apart in the passing game like he did late in the year last year when they went up to New England. 
but may, almost playing New England style again because they have to have that component to their offense, man, at this time of year. They just do. You have to have the physical component, and I think that's where Josh could really be an X factor for them mm-hmm. and just make sure he takes care of the football. Ball security and field position, ball security, field position, physicality will determine this game because of the weather, because of the time of year it is, and because that's what New England makes you do. Take care of that football. I mean, you see, have you seen the turnover differential stats since Bill has been in New England? They've got like something like 100 more turnovers than the next closest team since the year 2001, since he took over. That's insane. Or like their turnover differential is like plus 100 more than some, like every other team. It's one of those two. It's either way, it's ridiculous. Hey, and you know that, I mean, that, that obviously equates to winning. And that's what tonight will be about. Lewis, the the fact that you just said what you said about the New England Patriots, and obviously we know what Buffalo is in the division, is Tua for the long haul in Miami? He's been playing good lately. Is he for the long haul, or or, or do you think that they'll still be sniffing yep. around in the off season? I think I think they'll still be sniffing around simply because I think there's. And I, I don't know this for a fact. It, I'm just I'm just reading the tea leaves, Keith, just like everyone else who isn't necessarily talking to ownership and or Chris Greer, the GM, or anyone else. There's been too much smoke around the whole, you know, inquiring about other quarterbacks' situation for there not to be some fire to it and to be some legitis- legitimacy to the fact that somebody there thinks that they need to upgrade. Yeah. Now, maybe that's changed. Maybe that's changed. Because Tua has been very efficient now. When he's healthy, and they, I mean, you, you know this, right? He, he's not a quarterback that's going to transcend his surroundings. He's not like that. He's not that guy. He needs help. He needs support. People are playing better around him. The offensive line is playing better. He's playing better. He's staying healthy. Wide receivers are making more plays, complimentary football, blah, blah, blah. On down the line that you know that you need in order to help out the majority of quarterbacks and get them to play at a winning level. The question is, are they okay with that? Do they want to continue to go that route? Or does somebody just say, nope, it's still not good enough. I just, I need that guy. I need that guy. And, you know, don't, don't ever discount the fact that, you know what? Owners are also businessmen. And down in South Florida, you see the stands sometimes down there. There's not always a lot of people in the stands. They may feel like they need a box office guy who also will bring more people into that stadium that, that ownership group has pumped a lot of money into. So there's all kinds of competing, I don't want to say agendas, but competing factors that go into decisions that are made at that position in particular that go well beyond what that guy's QBR is or how he's doing on third down or how efficient he is in the red zone, how well he's liked in the locker room, et cetera, which isn't always fair, but that's life in the NFL. That's Lewis Riddick, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NFL Monday Night Football Analyst. Thanks, Lou. Appreciate it. Have a great call tonight. You got it, guys. Thanks. The Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. If your pet is hurt in a car accident, Progressive pays up to $1,000 in vet expenses with free pet coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Why some team not named Alabama might finally win a national championship. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, podcasts and smart speakers presented by Progressive Insurance. Desmond Howard, college football analyst, joins us, brought to you by Eckrich Smoked Sausage, the real MVP of any tailgate. Pick it up at your local grocer. What's going on, Des? Good morning. Max, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, up, Des. Des. Congratulations on your Michigan Wolverines. They. Mm. Finally got it done under Coach Harbaugh. You must be proud this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that uh, all, anybody with uh, that's ever bought a, a Michigan T-shirt, worn a Michigan hat, it has been extremely happy. Not only this morning, and actually not only uh, the past couple of weeks, except it has gone to another level since, you know, a week ago when they beat Ohio State. And then last, um, you know, Saturday night when they took care of Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. So, you know, it's great. Uh, but it's great for college football in general. I mean, guys, you know, who you, we kind of got tired of seeing, like, the same teams in the playoff, right? Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State. And it's good when you get new blood into the playoff because you get other fan bases excited. And so um, it's just good. Now we got, we got well, we got three three different teams. We got Georgia, Michigan, and a group of five, Cincinnati. So I think it's it's just good for the overall feel of the game. Who do you think's going? Who do you think is going to be in it, Des? It's going to be Alabama and Georgia and Michigan because I Cincinnati, they, they just that's. I mean, I like Cincinnati, but they gave Alabama a layup. <laughs> that's a layup, man. You know that. I know you got to. Hey. You know we can't. Say, you do college, so you can't say what I say as a pro. But that's that, a layup. And for Alabama's them. not. Nick Saban's not the type to walk into a trap either. Oh. Yeah. No, no, he's not. But, you know, the thing that that gives Cincinnati hope, um, especially Cincinnati fans hope, which has been uncharacteristic of a Nick Saban team, is that they've been really playing to the level of their competition. If you really watch them this year, they haven't been playing up to the, the Alabama standard. I mean, this is a team that struggled against Florida. And Florida was pretty bad this year. I mean, you know, let's, let's keep it real. They, they fired their coach. Um, they struggled against Arkansas. They damn near lost that game a couple of weeks ago against Auburn, who didn't even have Bo Nix. 
They had T.J. Finley out there hopping on one leg, and they almost lost that game. It took four overtimes. I'm just saying that this has been really, you know, you see them blowing, blowing coverages, missing tackles, just things that have been uncharacteristic of a Nick Saban team. Now, when they had to rise to the occasion, they put their A game on display, and they took it to Georgia in the SEC championship game. But that's, again, playing to the standard of your competition, going up, going down, which, you know, it's just something I'm not used to seeing from a Nick Saban team. So I understand they had some injuries. And they just they just lost one of their top wideouts, too, John Mechie. John Mechie won't be available for this bowl game. So it's just it's just really interesting to watch this, this Alabama team. Obviously, they have more talent than Cincinnati. Let's not get it twisted. But it may be a little bit more competitive of a game than people anticipate if they've been uh, if they keep doing what they've been doing, which is playing, playing to the level of their competition. Hmm. So, yeah. so what are your thoughts on Michigan, man? What do you, tell me what they have to do in order to get this win. Woo-wee. I think that um, if, as a as an analyst, I believe that Michigan has probably the most complex, a complicated offense to prepare for. And Alabama just laid out the blueprint for how to beat Georgia, especially their defense. I mean, listen, we all knew that coming into this game, coming to the SEC championship game, it was all about Georgia's defense, right? And like I said, we had seen Alabama's offense struggle. They didn't look great against Arkansas, but they won the game. They definitely didn't look great against um, Auburn, but they won the game. So there's no way that you thought they were going to look so fantastic against the number one team and the top defense in the country. But the Achilles heel was exposed. It's always been about their front seven. How they got Jordan Davis in the middle. He's a run stopper. You know, six foot six, three sixty, kind of athletic. They can't move him. They got um, linebackers to go sideline to sideline. But if you can neutralize that, what do they have on the back end? What's really going on with their secondary? You got to give Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator of Alabama, a bunch of credit because he found a way to get past that first line of defense, which is the front seven, and now let's play this seven-on-seven game, baby. Let's see what you got on the back end. And they exposed that back end. They exposed that secondary. So, you know, with that being said, Michigan, they're very multiple. People think they just want to line up and punch you in the mouth. No, they can do that. But, you know, if you really watch the Iowa game, like they start off with a bunch of flare passes to, t- to, trust the, to test the edges. You got Blake Corm, You got Hassan Haskins. But then you got this other uh, freshman uh, run, running back who came in there, Donovan Edwards, who came and they did a double pass with this true freshman. You know, so they make you defend the whole field. They got, they got um, J.J. McCarthy, who's a freshman quarterback, that they put him in the game to change up the offense, too. So I just think it's a lot to prepare for when you look at that offense. And Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator, he's been on fire, man. I mean, you guys know, once an offensive coordinator gets into a rhythm, that offense becomes really dangerous. So, so Des, that's why when you talk about going over the top of the, of the um, Georgia defense, that's why people like oh, Ohio State, after what they did to Michigan State, after what Michigan State did to Michigan, that's the matchup everyone wanted to see. And you guys, Michigan, finally – beats Ohio State, no trap against Iowa, here you are, and the way you're describing it, you can take Georgia, right? And then the way you're describing it, Alabama has played up and down to the level of competition, making them a little different from Alabama teams in the past. Where is your confidence level that you guys can do this whole thing? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And then we haven't even talked about Michigan's defense against Georgia's offense. 
I don't know. Were you guys impressed with Georgia's offense against Alabama's defense? No. I, I no, mean, no. Do, how much credit, how much confidence do you have in Stetson Bennett? I think he's a really good college quarterback, and he's been able to do what they've asked him to do. But when you put him in that pressure cooker in that SEC championship game, and you all know that game means everything to kids playing in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Everything. And then on top of that, Kirby Smart has never – Never won a game against Nick Saban, and now you got the consensus number one team, the the top defense. Alabama's really not even looking good. They come in a little shorthanded, and they, you know, beat you convincingly. So I'm not even sure about Georgia's offense and how strong this unit is, and going against going up against Michigan's defense, which is one of the top defenses in the country. So it's going to be a very interesting game, bunch of storylines, but. At the end of the day, I can see them um, taking it all. Alabama. One more thing about Alabama. Alabama wasn't like a strong number one seed. Like, people would have been okay with Michigan being that one seed. They would have been really, really fine either way. And that lets you know that people aren't buying into Alabama like we normally do. They just haven't shown, you know, that dominance that we've um, consistently seen from a Nick Saban team. Desmond, you you going to – Put in your Heisman vote on that rotary phone you using, that white rotary phone that you're using. <laughs> Where you find that phone at? You get what? <laughs> see, I can see everything. I know, I know some people. <laughs> this dude sitting on a white rotary phone like 1970-something. Uh, you funny. You funny. Yeah, yeah, I am, bro. I am going to put my – I'm old school, man. This stuff works. It works great. <laughs> yes, kids don't know today, but with those rotary phones, let me tell you something. Once area codes came out, like they broke little regions into area codes, you miss one number. Your yeah. fingers dialing eleven more. You wind up dialing twenty-seven <laughs> numbers before you get through. First of all, who even has a phone in their house these days? Yeah, that's a landline. <laughs> you got a landline with an old-school rotary yeah, phone. FBI probably, joint. Probably rents it from Ma Bell still or something. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond Howard, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN oh, college man. football analyst. A hey, best of luck going forward with your Michigan Wolverines, brother. <laughs> Thanks, oh, brother. Thanks, guys. Oh, you guys have a good one. Oh, <laughs> All right, we're going to break down tonight's Monday night football matchup. Tell you who we like. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, we asked at Key JMX who the AFC favorite will be after tonight's Monday night football game. Patriots, Bills, uh, someone's going to win that game, you think. Chiefs or someone hey. else. I mean, sleep, hey. sleep on Baltimore, hey. sleep on the Ravens hey. right now. I don't know. For a lot of this season, I'd have said the Ravens. 40% of you said the Patriots. 31% said the Chiefs. 24% said the Bills. Only 5% saying other guys. 95% of respondents think it's going to be the Patriots, Chiefs, or Bills. Yeah, that's about right. It's 95%. You, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with yeah. that, but I, but I put the Chiefs in front of the Bills and the Patriots. I mean, the Ravens, before the injuries started adding up? Well, of course, but even, even on the long game, as a Patriots, if the Ravens was healthy, I just feel like the Chiefs and the Patriots was going to still be the leaders of the yeah. class. For whatever reason, because when you become one-dimensional and playing against B- Belichick, you're gonna be yeah. in trouble. Yeah, because B- Belichick always just takes away the two best things you, you do. Go. Let me see you beat you with beat me with your third best thing. Well, it's Baltimore de- got one thing. Okay? Yes, one thing exactly, and it's a death by a thousand cuts. You know, I was digging into some of the numbers last night for the Pats, and uh, the crazy thing is their defense is in a historic pace. They have outscored their opponents by 148 points, man. Over the last six games, that's the fifth highest margin of any team in NFL history, Key. They got a good history. Defense. I'll just remind that's everyone. What I said. That's history. I'll remind everyone. Let me, let me germ spread now, Key. Uh-oh. Let me put you a little yeast on it. Lights off. The num- other than Jordan and LeBron, the number one debate of this century, we're in our third decade of this century, is was it more Belichick or Brady? Now, Brady leaves Belichick. I know there's all kinds of extenuating circumstances. I get it. COVID, didn't have a quarterback, didn't have a roster. Brady goes to a stacked team, brings Gronk, brings AB, brings Lenny Fournette to a stacked team. I get it, I get it, I get it. But the fact of the matter is Brady won the Super Bowl, won it. Belichick was 7-9, and nine, missed the playoffs. Who's your coach of the year right now? That's what I'm saying, guys. Okay. Just, just keep your brain there for a second. And now remember through six games of this year. They were two and four. The Pats were two and four after six games this year. And it was like, oh, damn. Brady really has that magic juice, and, and Belichick's a little bit dry. 
Six games later, Jay, you just cite a stat like, oh, my God, Belichick might be coach of the year. They have the best, one of the best point differentials of all time over this span, and they won six in a row. And, Key, you like them to beat the Bills. Yeah, I think they're going to win tonight. Bills Mafia don't like me right now because I said that, but I think they beat them tonight. And um, even when they were 2-4, and four, I don't know if we can find it or whatever, I wasn't worried about them I didn't know that they would be number one seed, but I wasn't worried about them challenging the Bills for the division. I always I said they're going to challenge the Bills for the division. I, I, think, so I think the, the Bills Dolphins. get the win tonight. I, I think the environment. I, think, I agree. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think the environment's going to be crazy. And Dan Orlovsky said it, and it's something, Max, I've been pointing out to you. I'm just waiting for it. I guess tonight going to be the night where Mac, just on the road, this type of environment, it's cold, rainy. I just wonder if he will be at the level that he's been at previously. So like that rookie slump hit it a little bit. It, it, by the way, also, and, and, and Dan talk, touched on this too, if the run game is the difference here because of the weather and you have one quarterback who can run and the other one who can't, that seems to be an advantage, even though it takes away Josh Allen's arm in a way, but it seems to be an advantage for the quarterback who can run. Yeah, I don't want my quarterback running if it's, if, if it's unnecessary. I think he's – you think well, – how many yards do you think Josh Allen gets today on the ground? 30, 40. Well, that'll be 30 or 40 more than Mac. Yeah, but but I got my running backs for that. Yeah. And, yeah. and Mac Jones – again, Mac Jones will be fine because they're not going to put him in harm's way. They're not going to put him out there and allow him – to screw it up. They're yeah. going to make you sure. You still can't screw it up, though, right, Key? I mean, just because I mean, you, you got, you're they, my coach, you, put me, you don't put me in harm's way doesn't mean I can't put harm on myself. Yeah, but they're not going to. What I mean by that is from a protection standpoint, schematically and scheme-wise, they're not going to dial up stuff that he can't check it down on or yeah. he can't see the blitz coming. They're going to protect him. That's what they do with mm-hmm. young quarterbacks. Like, just put their arms around and protect them. The, the reason, real, real reason I think the Bills win is only because sometimes you look at a team and go, they're good. You know they're a good team, and they play at the beginning. You say, that's just a good team. And they've been so uh, underperforming recently, I just think the Bills are kind of due to start playing more like a Even good team. Even with Cam last year, they had them on the ropes. Wow, yeah. Buffalo. Now, Buffalo's uh, minus two and a half, which means pretty much, I mean, since they're at home, that's like a pick em. Toss-up, yeah. It's a pick em. But be nuts if 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 – Belichick wins his seventh straight and beats a good team on the road in bad weather. I think a lot of people will say the Patriots are the are the best team in the AFC. They'll be they'll be the one seed. Yeah, I think they're I playing know. the best. I think they're playing the best right now. I'm not saying they have the. I, I still think Kansas City is the best. Me too. I think Kansas City is the best too. Pats are playing the best, but they'll but the Pats will be certainly in the conversation. Yeah. The conversation will come yeah. down to Chiefs or Pats yeah. if the Pats yes, win. Absolutely, hundred yes. percent. If the Bills win, what's the conversation? Uh, I don't think it's going to be a conversation. Just Chiefs. I still, yeah. I still feel like but the Bills have the to Bills make up a lot of ground that's just because of the way be they con- lost to the but Jags. But that's why I said it won't be a conversation. It's just going to be like, oh, yeah, they beat the Patriots. They slowed them down. The conversation is going to always shift back to New England, and it'll be, yeah, New England ain't really ready. That, that'll, it what won't the, be. Max, the way they deals. lost to the Colts at home, man, was just was yeah. like. Yeah. By the way, that, the Colts that, are a team you got to keep your eye on. The Titans you still got to talk about a little bit, but. I, I, I just feel like the Tennessee Titans were still playing football. The Bills, Please. the Bills were built to beat the Chiefs in the offseason. They were like, they were okay. How do we got to get by the Chiefs? And then they did it earlier in the year. I feel like if the Bills come out with a win here, people will be more reminded of the fact that they beat the Chiefs, and they'll be back in the mix. They'll be back in that conversation. Are the Bills the best team in the AFC? 
if they can beat the Pats. How tired are you going to be tomorrow morning when we come in here, Max? I'm going to try and sleep Why would he be tired? for a couple because hours before the game. <laughs> the games are late for him, you know, Max. Yeah, but I mean, I, like, I oh, fell I asleep in the middle of the man. fourth go, quarter go last get some night. sleep. Yeah, I got to get some get sleep. Get it in yeah. now. Yeah, but no, I can't do it now because I got a TV show to do. Right. That's not till 2 o'clock. I, I got it. It's <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning. He has get, to prep. I, I eat lunch. How I, long does it take to prep? He writes oh, his own script. Yeah, I, I got to edit all the scripts. It's an hour and a half, brother. And we have a half hour meeting. He went to Columbia. He's smart. He should be able to do it. I'll, but I'll take a nap at like 5. Get like okay. a 2, 3 hour nap at That's like 5. Good. We're back tomorrow. Greenies next on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn J. Will and Mac. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Oh,